Welcome to the Hasley Podcast, the show where I interview hip-hop artists five days a week. And on today's episode, I have on Catalyst Bars. How about yourself? All the numerous, numerous delays, but I uh, appreciate your patience, dude. Um, I just wanted to ask you a couple questions before we start, if that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I should actually, my first question usually is if you have any questions. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I just... Uh, where does this, do you air this? Is this like a new thing? Is this something you're working on or? Um, I put it out five days a week, an interview, Monday through Friday, a, a different interview. And um, it's something I'm building right now. It's still pretty new. It's like a few months old. And I'm just, uh, yeah, I record it right now. And then I release it either, like us- like right now at the pace that I'm going, it's usually like a week because I've, I've built up a few interviews beforehand. So your episode will probably be released in next week. Okay, cool, man. Well, yeah, dude, I'm always down to to chop it up and to help the process. And if if someone's working on something that they're passionate about, man, I'm down to be a part of it. I just wanted to kind of just ask some info to see if there's any episodes up that I could check out or something like that that are already up. Oh, yeah, definitely. This is this is actually going to be like the 65th episode or something like that. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. dude where, where, where do I check this out, brother? It's uh, SoundCloud? It- it's on SoundCloud. It's on Apple Music. I noticed you had an iPhone, I think, when I seen the screenshot. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not Apple Music, but Apple Podcast, because that's where their podcast is. Okay. Yeah, and then it's also on uh, YouTube as well. Oh, dope, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where can I look it up on YouTube? What should I type in? Uh, Hasley Podcast. H-A-Z-Z-L-E-E Podcast? Yep. Toe, bro. Hell yeah. It's this, like, on YouTube, I just got, like to 10 subscribers because, you know, it's my smallest uh, thing where people are. And the reason it grew because I had an artist on here who actually has a decent following on YouTube. So that's where his followers really kind of are, you know, in the YouTube realm. So, well, yeah, man, whenever you're whenever you're ready, man, I am I'm ready to rock, bro. I hope that this is good enough audio. I'm on speakerphone on my iPhone. So, oh, no, yeah, it should be good enough of like one episode I did. I had them record on their end. And it sounded like we were in like a studio just because both sides sounded real cool. But I mean, it doesn't nece- it doesn't have to be that. I actually, after I did that episode, I kind of prefer it to be on the phone because it's it's a lot more work to chop it up that way. <laughs> okay, cool, man, cool. But I would like to do that more often. Actually, eventually, I want to grow the podcast. You know, of course, I want to grow it. But uh, I want to get like my own studio and either like fly out to people or have people fly out here. You know what I mean? Well, shit, bro, I, I just appreciate you reaching out to me, man, and I'm excited to be a part of it, bro, so thank you. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, I, I, I found your music recently, and yeah, I guess we could just start, like, it's kind of a conversation just between two people who like hip-hop or like rapping, you know, because that's what I like doing. It's my main passion, and uh, I just, that's okay. kind of like the feel of the show so far. Not so far, but typically, okay. yeah. So, well, I'm just going to be smoking a little, a few joints here and just chopping it up with you, bro, so... I'm I'm down to uh, start whenever you're ready, my friend. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah, I mean, let's just uh, guess, kid, it going. Um, I'm kind of I, I want to learn about who you are. I guess let let the listeners and me too at the same time who who you are and what you've been doing with your music. Well, who I am is is a good question, but it also can be answered in a very complex way. So to save you from all of that, I'll just say I am. My real name is Stefan. Uh, Rubinian. Uh, I go by Catalyst Bars. I've been rapping for about 10 years, and I'm just a dude who likes to make 
good music and I'm, I'm finding uh, my sound and myself along the way. I'd say that's probably the best description of who I am at this point. Nice. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, you've been doing it for a minute. I've noticed that. And um, I think you've gotten like some success. Like, How would you measure your success with, with your music? Well, that's a tough one, too, because a lot of people measure their success based on numbers and what other people are doing. Yeah. I choose to try to measure my success by the reality of that, but also the, the I mean... Progress? The, the things... That, yeah, the, the the things you can't quantify, you know. So I, I've I've helped out a lot of people. I've had people contact me and say that my song helped them through a really hard time. One kid even said that you know my song helped him uh, avoid suicide, and that was like a huge. Like, I was like, whoa, that's crazy, you know, like that's bigger than the numbers. Definitely but, you know, I had some successes. Uh, Team Backpack, uh, now known as World Underground or Team Backpack Network, they kind of split off into two different conglomerates. Uh, uh, Team Backpack, I'd say, helped me out a lot. Got me a lot of exposure in ciphers. I have a few ciphers and stuff on YouTube that have close to a million plays. Nice. And done, so- done songs in my group, Alien Fan. We got a couple songs that have 100,000 plays um, on YouTube and a few different songs that have anywhere from 500,000 to 100,000, 50,000 on Spotify. So we're just building that. But uh, I'd say my success has just been... You know, I'm very much in the middle of the pack, man. I think uh, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I have a lot more than a lot of artists that are starting out have, but I'm definitely not where I want to be. And it's easy to look at everything going on in Instagram and in the world and feel like you're really not doing shit. So I try to not get in that mind state at all. I, feel I just kind of think I'm in the middle of the pack right now, but it's an exciting place to be. You know, I got opportunity. So yeah, definitely. And I I noticed a few of the the people I follow and like follow you as well like so, some big some big names like C- C- Calhoun um like actually okay. I, you, you were followed by Banger of the Day and I've interviewed a couple of his roommates actually they were like my first uh guest actually crazy yeah i mean a lot of people the instagram thing has been awesome for me i've just been releasing verses on that and pictures um for some reason i, I hate the idea of posting pictures of yourself it, it's a little cringy i feel you <laughs> It's the way it's the way Instagram is, and it's it's overbearingly that way and in your face. Yeah. So I decided, you know what, I gotta I gotta, you know, I gotta play the game a little bit. So I post a picture a week, and then I really have fun with the verses. I try and do a verse a week. I've been slacking a little bit lately, working on videos and other shit. But uh, Instagram's been big, so yeah. The Warren G follows me. Um, nice. That's a pretty that's a pretty fucking cool one. Yeah. As a pioneer of West Coast hip hop, and amongst other people too. Um, amongst other people. Yeah, I mean, it's just been like, you know, like there's an artist named Marky Basie that follows me. Yeah. Um, he's he's uh, someone that's a, a friend of mine, but I've, he's made the most progress out of any of my friends. He's touring nationwide. He's done songs with G-Eazy and a bunch of people. So for him to follow me is also really cool. But uh, yeah, man, Cut Calhoun, that's an awesome one. Banger of the day. I need to explore more of these people who follow me, man. There's probably some people who follow me that I could really collab with or, or could learn from or or do work with so uh, i need to check that out more but yeah, yeah for man. sure yeah expe- especially like cut calhoun popped out to me because i'm from kansas city and that's where he's from and like i was like oh shit that's what's up man yeah cut calhoun's a strange music legend bro i mean he's yeah uh, obviously a gigantic part of that movement and an artist that i really respect so you know maybe i'll maybe i'll hit up cut calhoun one day and see what's up with the track you know these are things for that sure I'm, a lot of things i wait for for when the time is right or when i feel really good mm-hmm. about what i'm doing but uh I don't feel like I do enough of going over my social media, but Cut Calhoun's a big one. That's really cool, man. Um, yeah. You being from Kansas City, that's probably pretty dope to, to see that as well. So Yeah, for yeah, sure. Man, I appreciate 
I appreciate Calhoun for that. That's dope. Yeah, how do you think uh, that happened? Did you guys, like, like not just with him, but with these other people, where they just, like, noticed your music, or did you guys, like, just meet up somewhere, or what? I'm friends with a few people who are doing really well, um, and then simultaneously, I... I think a lot of it just has to do with Team Backpack and just exposure. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure Warren G followed me because he saw Freestyle, that Team Backpack had posted. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of that comes from that. But I never really know where or when it happens, but it's, it's cool every now and then. It's, it's a very rare one. You know, you see someone big follows you, but it's a cool feeling. And uh, yeah. I think it's mostly just mouth, man. I don't really reach out or follow that many people. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, the Warren G thing is a blessing. I hope I get to link with that guy one day. Yeah, that'd be awesome, dude. <laughs> He's, he makes some hits, dude. I mean, he's, yeah, I don't even know, I mean, but yeah. Regulators, you know, Regulators is, uh. Yeah, definitely. You know, there's not a, I don't think there's a club in the United States where that song would come on and people wouldn't be vibing and know what it is, so. I think they play it on a radio station here in Kansas City at least once a week. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> or it's maybe not once a week, but I. Yeah, they they played it on 96.5 The Buzz. It's an it's a, it's a alternative station and they play that song. <laughs> Wow. Well, get in, get, get in where you can. You know, I wish the buzz would play my shit. Yeah. Alternative. Uh, yeah, for sure. And I, it's weird with the buzz because they'll play like some rap stuff. At least the one yeah. out here. I know like for a while. You, do you know who Mac Lethal is? Uh, yes. <clears throat> the the fast, fast rapper. He's from Kansas City as well. But I know like when he first started, one of his like ways to hack the system was to work at the buzz like for free, like doing like all this extra stuff. And then they eventually gave him his own show like on the weekend where he played like hip hop and stuff. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, yeah I mean, radio in L.A., what I've noticed is pretty dry. I mean, it's just like, you know, like, I, I love Post Malone and I love the song Rockstar, but, I mean, it plays like 16 times a day, you know? And it's just like, I wish the yeah. radio would, would spread out more, but, you know, I know a lot about the radio business. I had a radio class in high school, which okay. is actually where I started. I started rapping in, in that class, actually, interestingly enough. That was my first time ever rapping. And uh, you learn a lot about, like, Clear Channel and, like, how kind of it corporate the radio business can be. And it's it's unfortunate that they don't really have stuff like that anymore. So it's cool to hear that, you know, someone like Mac Lethal can have his own show and play what he yeah. wants. It's, and this was, like, know, 10 years ago, like, before he had any kind of, like, real, real reputable stuff coming out. Wow. Yeah, I mean, radio, radio could expand and do more of that and play more unique stuff and Stuff like that reminds me of that. Like, I'm sure Mac Lethal's not going on there playing the same exact thing that the radio's playing 15 times a day. I'm sure he's mm. changing it up a little bit. So. It was underground. It was all, like, underground hip-hop. Like, that was the the show. Like, Homegrown Buzz, I think, is what it was called. Yeah. I Something mean, like that. There's a reason There's a reason to me mainstream music is as popular as it is. Obviously, there's a groove and a vibe to a lot of songs mm-hmm. that I don't, you know, I, I, I'll listen to songs in the club and be like, man, this is the best I've ever heard the song sound. This song belongs in the club, and you yeah. realize how a lot of songs gain that popularity. But I just feel like there needs to be a little sliver of the pie. You know, if there's a yeah. giant pie, there needs to be a little half piece at least for playing some new up-and-coming underground artists and people who are on the rise. And uh, luckily, the internet kind of allows us to not need the radio to do that. But mm-hmm. the radio could definitely help in that regard, and I don't think it really does. So I guess that's uh, what uh what, what uh, Pandora kind of does in Spotify and... And, you know, like the internet radio, I guess, really, really helps with that. Because I've noticed, like, the Discover Weekly, dude, I'd be getting, 
it it puts out some music to me that that I go check these people out and they they have less followers than me, you know, and I don't even have that many. <laughs> But they're still making fire-ass music, though. (laughs) Yeah, I feel it. I mean, the Spotify thing is great. It's actually, you know, I I moved to L.A. to to move in with an an engineer friend of mine that I've known for Mm -hmm. since the first song I ever made was with him. He's a dude named Billion Coast, and he's a really, really, really talented engineer. So he moved here before me and started doing music with this guy, Marky Basie. Mark, like Mm -hmm. I mentioned before, did a bunch of songs with bigger artists and got his name more out there, and he just makes great music. So he... He's getting his buzz and getting on now, and now I'm here working on Alien Family stuff with with, with my team, and then Avi, who's I'm in a group with called Alien Family. He's my roommate now. He moved here a couple months after me, so that leads me all back to Spotify, just to say that like that's been the biggest thing for us and a big determining mm. factor, and that we're kind of doing the right thing. We released a few songs. One of them got Spotify playlisted. All of a sudden, that song got a half a million plays on Spotify. Nice. We're getting checks for we're getting checks for you know anywhere from. Fifteen hundred dollars to you know seven hundred, uh, six hundred at the lowest. A month, even though it's it's yeah, basically essentially oh. a month. Yeah, maybe a little bit slower right now because we're not releasing as fast mm-hmm. as they as the, the checks used to come in monthly. But it's like we're still getting seeing finally. Yeah, uh, we've been doing this for a while. We're seeing some income, some real income off of this, and that's because of Spotify. You know, so like Spotify is a big, I think, really exciting platform for a lot of up and coming artists and creators and people like you have a podcast and things like that like spotify is fantastic for that so i think that's that is an example of internet changing the way things are in the music business for sure yeah for sure and i think it's actually it's one of the things like i preach kind of is like if you're an artist right now and you're making like quality music that you want to be heard you need to be paying the money to get it distributed onto spotify and all these other platforms but spotify specifically because that discover weekly algorithm is so fucking beautiful like <laughs> i love yeah. it but yeah dude um so are are you making a living like off of your music solely or do you have do, or do you still like do a, a day job uh well that's actually a really interesting thing by the way um, I'm not making a living right now off of doing music. Um, I wish that I was, but the reality of the situation is that I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, you have a cool opportunity to, to interview me, regardless of what happens in my career in the future. The stage you're interviewing me in now, whether I do anything or I don't, this is a very, very much struggle. Like something that I think a lot of people can relate to, mm-hmm. just in their life, whether they're doing music or not. You know, I am in the struggle zone right now. I, I basically got a job. Today at six o'clock, I got to go to a yogurt shop in West Hollywood. Oh I'm shit! Learn and train. I'm learning and I'm training today to serve yogurt. You know what I mean? It's like mm. not what I want to be doing, but that's to the level that my music is making money. I got about you know three dollars basically to my to my name right now. Oh and, shoot! You know I'm not saying that for any reason other than just to be completely honest with you, man. Like I said, you got a, an opportunity to interview me at a very real and raw time in my career and uh it's kind of crunch time so we're releasing sure. stuff and making money off it but that money's going back into re-promoting ourselves mm-hmm. and i'm i'm gonna get a job and i'm gonna tread water and i'm gonna stay in la and be able to live here um and basically i was working uber as an uber driver which was cool because i got to show people my music and write yeah. while i was working and basically um i was renting a car through uber to do the job and it just became the, the, the cost of renting the car every month mm. and putting in all that work wasn't really worth it. So yeah. I decided to go to direction and in finding a new job, it was kind of difficult. So I'm down in the struggle zone right now, just doing features here and there, 
using thing using ways that I that I know as a musician I've I've made enough of a wave that I, I can charge two hundred to three hundred bucks for a feature. Yeah. And being able to do that, it's inspiring because it says, you know, hey, like I can maybe get by on rent off of music. But when you get into that zone, you're really relying on other people and their money and, mm-hmm. and how many people really seriously want to feature from you. So for me right now, it's I'm not making a living. I can do side stuff to do that. But basically all the money that's coming in for me is going right back into videos mm-hmm. and promotion and getting on blogs and really basically doing the most important thing. And that's just getting the music out there. I can live with struggling for a little while. Yeah. Um, if there's going to be a, a big reward in the end, you know, for sure. And that, that's what it takes, dude. And like putting your money back into w- what you believe in is I think the smartest, like a really smart move, you know, that's just what it takes, you know, like y- you gotta have this job because that's, that's going to help you fund it. But also, I mean, like the, with the side things, maybe you could be like, like, is, is there a way to like quantify, like reaching out to like 400 artists? I don't know. Like I, I don't, I, I'm not at that level. Like you're still at a, I'm gonna say- What's that? I'm going to say this to you. There is a lot more that I could be doing mm-hmm. to be making money off of my music. With the numbers that I have and the followers that I have, um, yeah. I know that I could be in the least bit sustaining three quarters to all of my rent just off of music right now. Yeah, It's just, for me mentally, when you get bogged down in so many thoughts of what I need to be doing or where I need to be mm. going, the easiest thing to you becomes at this point, I need money to invest in myself. And, and not necessarily always that being money that's coming from the music that I'm making money off of. It needs to come off of other things, too. I feel you. So I, I think for me, it's it's more of like a, a really just a lot. Not a lot of artists want to admit this, I don't think. But it's really just a manning up and working harder thing. Yeah. It's, it's happening into more of my connections, putting myself out there more, streaming more, putting more Instagram videos out. Because when you do that, more and more people contact you and want to collab. And more and more people ask you for features. And then, you, you know, you look back and you might say, damn, like. That's last month. I did ten features at three hundred bucks a piece. I made yeah. three thousand dollars off of my features this month. You know, for me, where I'm living right now, I just rent out a room with my homies making music. So that's like you know, damn near three months rent right there. So there are ways to really tap into it more. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm I'm kind of waiting more for to be happy with where I'm at with what I'm doing or what my crew's doing before I'm consistently reaching out to people for features. And yeah. also, you know, when, when I get down to not having a lot of money and I put out a post and say, hit me up for features and a bunch of artists hit me up and I do the features and get paid, it's cool and all. And I know that they're reaching out to me because they, they respect me and I'm going to give them a verse that's well more worth than 200, 300 bucks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it still feels a little bit like, man, I'm really only doing this because I'm in a bad financial situation and doing anything out of your reasoning being that and not it just being like, oh, I'm in a great place. I want to do features right now. Why not? Let's let, let's spread my music more. Let's let's collab with more people. Like that's the way I'd like to do features more. I feel um, you. So I kind of don't go to that as much as I could, I guess. But there's more I could be doing and more I could be tapping into that I'm excited to kind of research and explore. It's just about getting up every morning and just trying stuff you haven't tried and not getting discouraged. You yeah, know? you got to take care of yourself before because or, or before anything else because if you're not feeling happy you're not going to want to be motivated or, or making music at all. And it's just going to be a downward spiral and it's just going to be, ah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and living in LA is expensive. You know, I live oh, in Silver yeah. Lake. Luckily I only rent a room here, you know, but even yeah. just the room and, and utilities and everything is a thousand bucks. And you factor in, you know, food, gas to where you need to drive. Cause you need to drive everywhere in LA. You factor in, you know, cell phone bill, you factor in, uh, you know, you're, you, you're paying for different subscription platforms, SoundCloud, things mm-hmm. like that nature, you know, so that there are expenses and uh, you're absolutely right. And just right now 
I can't really fully cover those in music, unfortunately. Yeah. And it's weird, man. It's a weird, it's a weird juxtaposition to be in because I have people who contact me and think I'm like on, you know. Yeah. Even though I only have seven thousand followers, people will see something that's going on or a song or a YouTube thing, and they're like, "Man, like, how does it feel to be like making a living off music?" And it, you know. Usually I'm honest with my fans and just keep it real with them and just say, hey, man, I'm not making a living off music. Definitely. And it takes a really long time to get to that point. Mm-hmm. So, And a really long grind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, the I mean, oh, go ahead, my bad. No, I'm just saying, like, there, there are, there. I think it's as important to know that you've at least planted seeds that will make you money. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be getting residual payments for some of the stuff I've released on Spotify for many years to come. Yeah. I think it's just about now focusing on buying myself enough time to promote and make as much and release as much music as possible. So all those seeds grow and they turn into to plants and then you get the you know, as the old saying goes, the fruits of your labor, you know, you start to get all the all of the product mm-hmm. off of what you're what you're putting out there. So right you, now it's just a lot of seed seed planting and watering, man. Yeah, you're just planting a lot of seeds is exactly what I was what I was thinking too is like the inter- th- that also plays into doing more features too because the interesting thing about features, yeah, you're getting paid for them, but you're also getting exposure. And if like you maximize that, like it'll it'll just what do they call that? Not quantify, maybe quantify, but the opposite of that, uh, exponential. Like you know what I mean? Like it'll just fucking like like I don't know though. I mean, you have a lot more experience doing it than me, so I mean, you could probably school me more. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean. It's just all, it's all collectively uniformed part of just one process and a lot of things that, a lot of things I could mm-hmm. be doing a little bit better if I had some management or a manager. Yeah. And when you, but reality of the game is today is a lot of people manage themselves and do a damn good job. That's and I true. Never, I've always had that competitive fire in me to look Same. at the person next to me and say, man, that guy's really good. Even if it's just me at my damn job where I, I used to wait tables. I'm yeah. like, man, that guy's a lot better at wiping down and setting the tables than me. Yeah. I look at him and be like, I want to do it as good as him. So, like, the guys that I see that are independently pushing themselves and, and doing amazing stuff, I look at them and I'm like, yeah, you know, I could use a manager and some people to do this for me, but this is the reality of the situation, man. You, you got to make music and get yourself a position where people want to manage you, and those are the people with connections you're going to want. So, mm-hmm. really, the feature thing is is, like getting out there to as many people as possible on your own that's an easy way for you to do that as an artist you mm-hmm. feature you get paid you get paid for it most of the time uh, if it's somebody who you know is reaching out to you and you get the exposure and some money so it's kind of like that's where you can bypass a manager the least the least an artist should be able to do at the independent level is at least take into account the features he has and needs to do and knock those out and uh it definitely is a, is, a, is a big, it's a double win to do features for sure in yeah. those cases. And definitely in like, and also like features ain't exactly like you said, there's multiple ways to, to go about making money and monetizing your art form or whatever, you know, like there's there's multiple ways and that's just one side of it is, just, is doing features. Yeah. Sometimes you get features that you don't really like the song that someone sent you and that sucks. Yeah. It's like you <laughs> might, I might have to do it because I'm in a financial crunch. And I, it's when you start really looking at it like, man, this is lightweighted job for me right now. And what you just, what I try and do at that point is just bring something good to the song, mm-hmm. vibe out as much as I can, contact the artist, and just let them know like, yo, I, I dropped this down for you, uh, and keep me updated. And if the artist is humble and wants to ask, let them know any constructive criticisms on the song and move forward. But 
it's never a good feeling just being in a bad financial situation and having a feature on something you're not feeling. But Definitely. full of transparency, man, uh, it's it's happened before. Especially with like cre- creative stuff, you know, like creativity is 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 different. Like it's if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. So it's like you can't I mean, you can't really force yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, just people just gotta get on their game, man. Mm-hmm. Anybody out there, if you're gonna send me a a feature, you know, don't please try your best. I know you might have financial issues or not have the best equipment, but try your best to not make the song sound like you recorded it in your grandma's basement and there's a a window open and someone mowing the lawn. Like you know yeah. what I mean? It's just gotta focus on that sound and and, and bringing and and having taste and, and knowing that what you're doing, For really sure. looking at it not as oh, I made this and that's so exciting and I'm going to like it no matter what. It's good to feel that way and have confidence in yourself. But a lot of people send me stuff that I'm like, man, this is, uh, you know, back to the drum board, bro. Like, it's it's not ready yet, but, but keep grinding because I was, I was once there myself. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Definitely. And it's awesome you're humble about it too because that's what's going to take you far, I believe. I mean, that's what I believe with anybody. Yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm uh... I've been humbled by this game and, and, and what it's taught me and what it showed me and how difficult it is. But mm-hmm. I love a challenge and that's why it's still fun. So sure. it's okay to be humbled and, and still learn from it and be able to realize like what you need to do better. Definitely. And then maintain that, you know, it's easier for me to maintain that attitude of there was once a time where I was making really, really trash music. And if you if you keep that in mind, it it, it reminds you that, you know, other people maybe in that in that same boat too and you know don't overlook people man i've man i've already met and yeah. known people who first sent me their shit and it wasn't tight when it first when they first started and three years later they're in a better position than me making shit that i'm looking up to so hell yeah it's just all being able to take constructive criticism helps you be humble too and that's also really important for sure so so uh when it comes to like uh, music and stuff like like just uh, your music career i guess we should say um, what are some failures that you've had that, that really like taught you something really well? Failures that I've had? Yeah, when it comes to music. Um, something? I, I'd say my last solo project, Catchlight 3, taught me a lot. Um, yeah? I, a lot, man. And, and I don't want to talk your ear off too much about it. I'll try and keep it as, as simple as possible because I think that would be best. Well, yeah. Basically, I was working on a project. I started working on it. It was that thing where you get the songs, it's done, I'm ready. You waited two, two, three months and not release it. You start making new shit. Well, these new ones are better. I did that for like a year and a half, two years on this project. So you start already putting into two years in something like in that time, that project could have been the third edition and the new one could have been the fourth edition. Like I just literally let all those songs die. But then it's also like, hmm, I'm kind of glad I sat and waited because if I'm not feeling those songs now, why would I, why would I have ever wanted to release them? Yeah. So then you get into this kind of like this kind of battle of, you know, waiting and just moving forward when something sounds good to you and not waiting too long. And I think every artist can can, uh, you know, sympathize with that situation. Hell um, yeah. yeah. So what so, do you think you learned learned from that? Basically, what I what I learned was just like through the whole Cast Life 3 project, I just learned, you know, focus on what you know, the opinions of your friends around you, get their hottest songs to you, bounce them off people. And it kind of just taught me that kind of like the mixtape and album era 
is dying down a lot more mm -hmm. for up and coming independent artists than it is for bigger label signed artists. That's just my belief. For sure. And I, I had a conversation I'm with. Just... Oh my bad. I'm, I'm, I almost interrupted you. Or I no, did. no, it's, it's all good, bro. <laughs> I, yeah. I was just gonna say real quick. Like obviously Drake can release an album and people are gonna listen to that whole album. Mm -hmm. But when you're, when you're, you know, rightfully so, I would say when you're a nobody and you're coming into the party trying to get attention on the freestyle cipher. Let's just yeah. say if that record if the industry was a big freestyle cipher, you know, Drake's got a whole set and a whole concert and, and, and gets respect. He yeah. has a show. He has a set at the show. OK. And it, where I am, I'm freestyling somewhere in the crowd trying to impress people who are there to see him. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. It's kind of like in that freestyle, don't do your show. Be impressive and be quick and catch people's attention. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's where sing singles come into play now for me. So like, I think that the Cat's Life 3 experience, just to summarize it, the project didn't really do what I want. People didn't really download the full project as much as I want. And I also, it was one of the first projects I sold and didn't make for free. That was also a big learning experience, but that's a whole different conversation. But just what I learned tactfully is kind of like, all right, let's focus on dropping singles and making those singles really, really good and making sure those are mm -hmm. a representation of, of who I am and want to be in the future putting those out, letting those buzz and kind of letting the fans decide more what kind of like what they're vibing with. Um, so I, that's kind of what that process taught me is just kind of like maybe the project era is, is slowing down for me until I get to that point. Yeah, definitely. And like, it's interesting you said that because I had a artist on earlier who I had an interview with and he said the same thing. Like he's, uh, well, he just released a mixtape, but he's trying different things, but he realized he said something, uh, it was basically basically the same thing because people aren't going to listen to the whole thing when you're dropping dropping that. I mean, he he's he's been dropping singles though for like one once a week for the past like 2 years or something like that. And he's just been on the grind like that, but yeah, dude, and he he was basically saying the same thing like, you know, you got to build that slowly and because I mean, basically because of everything you already said. <laughs> yeah, singles singles can change your whole life and your career. Yeah. And What's its name? Uh, Why Iverson was a fucking single. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And just like, that's just that whole mentality, which the mentality that I really like. It's really inspiring. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of sitting in front of his computer making some hot with his friends and going, let's just throw it up on SoundCloud. It's like, yeah, there's so many different ways, even as, like you said, like we've discussed, it gets kind of like overwhelming almost. There's so many mm -hmm. different ways to think of everything that you can do, but just going with your gut feeling and, and, yeah. and, and just releasing stuff when it's hot can be very, very helpful. For and sure. that's really, to me, what the whole single thing is about. Like, let's get this bad boy out there. Let's put it out. It doesn't need to be part of a project. There's a lot more to a project. You know, most Definitely. of the time you want it to connect to a story. Most of the time you want it to, to have the sound of the theme of the project. Most of the time you want it to be this and this and that. But when, you got, when you're releasing singles, it kind of gives you the opportunity to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And that can be really exciting, man. Yeah, yeah. It can keep you going, too. Like, I know, like, if I'm doing something and like if it's a project or I don't really like doing a project or like at first I wanted to like build up episodes for this podcast, but I was like, I got to release the episodes as they come at first because that's what's going to keep me motivated. You know, like if I'm building it up yeah. after a week of not releasing anything, it's just like it could die off, like wither away. Like, I don't know. And it, so far it has. I've been doing five. Example. Oh, go ahead. Hey, I'll give you the best example I can give you. I think this would be very, very helpful and kind of be a, 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 a metaphor for everything we're talking about. Tell so with that Cast Life View project. I was releasing these songs on SoundCloud, just singles, before I was doing that, just to like stay current. And I released a song called Loman with a video. I've so seen that. Single with a video. It got a lot of plays, you know what I mean? Yeah. got a lot of buzz. Then I released, a, I think after that I released maybe Tribe Vibe or something like that. Another single. It had a video. 
it got even more plays. It got playlisted on some big SoundCloud playlist. So then I started getting like 100,000 plays on these songs. Like they were rising. Mm, so you should have stayed consistent more, with that. Right, right, right. Right. In hindsight, you, it's so simple. It's like, yeah, that's what I should have fucking done. I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, sorry for my language. Um, <laughs> You're good, bro. But yeah, but it's like, and then I released this song called Found, right? And that got more buzz. And at that point, I started thinking I'm going to combine those songs with the project and da 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 da. And I ended up. I ended up waiting and waiting and waiting and months and months passed. And then I released the project and started releasing singles like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to rebuzz again. I'm going to, and it just doesn't work that way. Mm, you got to keep the buzz had, going. Yeah, bro. Just like you said, bro, you already said it. As soon as I had found going, I should have said, all right, I'm going to deconstruct this entire project right now. I'm going to look at everything I had. I'm going to say, what are the remaining singles that are fucking hot fire <laughs> yeah. they, they have hip-hop element they have bars my fans are gonna like them but also a lot of people are gonna like it so this song might even have a chance to go up or get and i should have picked out songs from my uh project made sure to couple them with a video like i was doing mm -hmm. and if i would have kept that train going who know where I, who knows where i'd be right now yeah but for sure overthink you want to put up you know it's just like that's where what, what happens man and that, that's just what you got to do i mean you, all, all you can do now is just look at it learn from it and move forward you know what i mean like Boom, yeah. like, and now you know, though, like, you've learned from it. Yeah, we're literally dealing with the same thing with Alien Fam right now. We had a little bit of a different thing. I joined a group called Alien Family with my boy, Avi, who's also in Team Backpack. Uh, you know, we did, we, we joined up as a group because we liked each other's uh, styles and flows and shit. And we started making music together, and it culminated into a few albums. And eventually, finally, we started to pop a song we did called Cups of Coffee. Got three million plays on Facebook. Nice. And got, like. A bunch of plays on Spotify, yeah, it was going up. And at that point, that's where you got to start. And that was from releasing an album. Mm -hmm. So that was completely different than dropping singles. We just dropped an album on people's head. People picked out the singles, right? And then we realized Cups of Coffee was a big single because of the sound of it, right? And we released it. Okay. And then after that, we had another golden opportunity to say, what are the rest of the songs on this album that we should release as singles with really awesome videos? Yeah. And if we would have parlayed that with that, we would have buzzed, but instead, after that, we waited a while, we overthought stuff, and we released videos to songs that weren't the best songs on the project, and our buzz slowly but surely died down, mm. and now what we're doing is we're, we're trying to refire that up. Yeah, so, so you can get it going again, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's really, really now, I guess the biggest thing we've learned is knowing what your singles are, but also being able to let the fans decide that, and I think the best way you can do that is drop stuff on SoundCloud, Drop stuff on Spotify, drop stuff wherever you, on YouTube, shoot mm -hmm. videos to stuff, let the fans start deciding. And when one of those songs catches on and you start to get that wave, I think that's where you start to get a little bit more tactful. And you say, what do we got right now that relates to that sound that people are going to like? We let the fans speak. And then that's where you can get more consistent and be releasing stuff on top of each other. But it's it's just like surfing, I think, man. Yeah. You, gotta catch, you, you catch a wave and you just got to ride it out for as long as you can. And that's what we haven't really Definitely. done yet. So. And that's it's, it's it's interesting because I had someone on here like a week or two ago, like I think it was last week, and it's funny actually. Her her rap partner actually follows you, Blimes Blimes Brixton, and uh, Blime Blimes fo Blimes follows you, and they I did an interview with Gifted Gab, and they j just recently had a viral hit, and like she's talking about how she's capitalizing on it and making sure that they're writing it out like as they should. You know what I'm saying? And it was bro. That's a perfect example. I, I texted uh, I texted Blimey the other day. Nice. And was like, yeah. Or I sent her a DM and was just like, 
yo, I see everything going on with you right now. I see you got a couple songs buzzing and you're doing your thing. And I see what you're doing after that. You're consistent on your gram. You're mm -hmm. releasing new music. You got stuff planned out. You got a song with Method Man. You're doing your shit. And I just told her, like, straight up, I'm proud of you. You're hella dope. Good for you. Hell yeah. And, you know, that's a perfect example right there, bro. Like, what she's doing, that inspires people like me. me you know? Yeah, me like, too. And the people of this uh, podcast, too. I could reach out to, you know, to do a song with. And to see her doing that, it's like, man, it's not as, it makes you feel like it's not as far away as you really think. Definitely. You know? And what's interesting, her and uh, Gifted Gab are actually doing a, a duo album coming out now. Like, they're actually, like, capitalizing on that feed that they got from their video they did together. And uh, then, like, they're just growing on it. And they're also just good friends, too. Yeah, Blimey's, Blimey's smart, you know. She'll, uh... She'll do what she needs to do, and I'm not as familiar with Gifted Gab. I feel bad, but I saw her on that song. Hey, check out the interview. <laughs> oh, I, 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 dude, I'm going to be checking out a lot of these interviews after this, bro. That's but, what's uh, up. Yeah. Uh, you know, she, uh, she's, she, she should make some, some good moves and, mm -hmm. and, and be moving in that in the right direction. So, um, yeah, man, that's definitely a good example and an inspiring situation. For sure. And writing that is very important. Yeah, what's interesting about this podcast is not, well, not what's not, maybe not what's interesting, but uh, what I love about this podcast is, like, the main, like, demographic I'm aiming for is rappers, like, and that's why I interview rappers five days a week, because you can learn from their experiences, and I want to share that with the world, and I'm, like, I'm creating something that I, I think is super fucking awesome, and hopefully motivating for other rappers out there, too. Hey, man, the podcast game. There's a lot of people trying stuff and doing stuff, and I commend you, man. And I think uh, keep finding artists and, and people to interview, and 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 just keep grinding and, and doing the little things you need to do. But I think this podcast and stuff like this can always be beneficial to artists. And mm -hmm. and you know, my best friend who lives, you know, the, my engineer Billion, who I mentioned earlier, who lives yeah. downstairs, just told me the other day, like, hey, man, like we're talking about music and stuff. He just made a suggestion. He's like, listen to some more podcasts and shit. Like get up on some, some, some different stuff. Hey, <laughs> a lot of information out there. If you want to soak in game for There's sure a lot of game being. Smooth. Well, yeah, man, I actually have to sum this up because we started a little late and I have to work in 30 minutes, but I have to leave uh, in 15, but it's all okay. good though. I do want to have you back on in like six months to a year to see what your progress is. Would you be interested in doing that? Oh, definitely. Hell That's yeah, dude. Idea. Yeah, I'm, I'm wanting to do that with all the artists that I have on. Yeah, I mean, you might be talking to me six months from now. Something great might be going on. Or I might be in the same position discussing with you, mm -hmm. you know, what else I'm thinking to do. But either way, it'll be fun to keep you posted, bro. And uh, yeah. I, I really appreciate you reaching out, man, and, and taking the time to talk to me. And uh, Yeah, for yeah, sure. Bro, I'd, I'd, lo I'd love, to, I'd love to, to revisit this, this conversation in six months and see where we're both at in life. Nice. Exactly, dude. And like, that's like the main beneficial thing about, about it, I think, is is it's, it's there's three benef benefits for it. It's beneficial for for you specifically because you can see like what what you were talking about six months to a year ago and like see what's going on and see the progress that you made. But also it's beneficial to the the listeners because they can see that kind of progress and they can learn from that as well. But I think the other, I forget the third benefit, benefit, but yeah, that it's just beneficial all around. It's just super synergistic. Well, <laughs> can, can I give one message to everybody out there before I leave this podcast? Definitely, bro. All right. This is a message to all of my fans and supporters out there. 
I want to say thank you very much. Myself and the Alien family, we love all of y'all. I want to say that we are going to get more consistent and be releasing more stuff. We got videos in the chamber and a bunch of new content. But I, I really want to let y'all know, we are in quality control mode. We are focusing on what we are releasing. We want it to be the best representation of us and what we want to do in the future. And we still are having fun making music every day. And I think that's an important part of the process you got to show people. So yeah. I'll say to my fans and supporters, look to our SoundClouds for a lot of experimental or songs that may not go on our Spotify and look to those. And if you really want to see something get on our Spotify or you hear something from the Alien Fam or Catalyst Bars that you say, damn, this is the sound I'm waiting for. Let us know. Let us know in numbers. Let us mm -hmm. know in reposts. Let us know in messages. Let us know in a damn phone call if you want to. Let us know however you want. But our fans are the ones who make a lot of uh, choices for us in, a, in one way or another because of the position we're in and where we're at in this game from the bottom. So I encourage everyone to look to our SoundClouds, and we're going to be putting out a bunch of stuff for everybody soon to listen to and enjoy. So yeah, dude. stay tuned. That's what's up, man. And I appreciate you taking the time to do this interview. But yeah, man, uh, I guess I kind of got to get off. I got to get going and do it. keep grinding because I'm doing two jobs right now doing this podcast. Fucking, I'm grinding myself. <laughs> hey, man, it's inspiring, bro. Like I told you, I'm going to my to job training today in two hours. So I'm right with you, man. Hell yeah, and, man. Uh, thank, thank you so much for having me. I, I'm excited to talk to you in the upcoming months. All right, brother. I'll talk to you later and stay up, man. Alright man, you too brother. And that is all for today's episode of the Hasley Podcast. That was Catalyst Bars. You can check him out doing what his thing. Doing all of these things, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we just gonna keep it cracking, keep it moving, keep it going, keep it grinding, keep it sowing, sowing, reaping stuff. And yeah, just doing what we gotta do and keep it, keep it, keep, keep it going, I guess. I don't fucking know. But go check out the Hasley Heat playlist on Spotify. Do that because you can listen to music by all of the artists. Not all of the artists, but... I update it weekly and I put music on there by the artist that I interview. So you can go follow that playlist and get the scoop on the hottest, freshest, newest, rawest hip-hop in the game right now. So go do that. I gotta get to work. I gotta get moving. I gotta get going. And I'll talk to you guys later.